Good morning, brothers. Welcome to the Brotherhood Podcast. Today, we're looking at 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. I mean, I'm immediately reminded of um, John 3.16, the whole world. The, imagine the, the, the love that God has for his creation, for his people, and for us to be in, in rest, in, in, in unity with him again. Man, there are so many directions to go. This, this verse is loaded with truth. Um, but I want to talk today about the, the first part is... Um, Obviously, the first John um, is, is is written to a group of people in order that they might not sin. Scripture is for that is written so that we might not sin. But when we do, but when we do, know that there is an advocate on our behalf in heaven, Jesus Christ, who is our advocate with the Father. What what a what a what an interesting picture, you know. I think. I, you know, growing up, it was this, I thought, not that I was taught this anywhere, but I think this was just how my mind worked, was my good works needed to outweigh my bad works. And if I did anything wrong, I needed to make sure that I outweighed it somehow with some good things. Well, that's not scriptural. That is not biblical. That's not what we believe. In fact, that if we sin... There is grace and we are forgiven because he, Jesus Christ, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So is as Paul says, is that permission to go on sinning? No, not at all. And I think this trans- transitions perfectly into the conversation of what is the difference in sanctification and what is salvation. When you give your life over to the Lord, you are you have experienced salvation. God's atoning work is sufficient. For whatever you have done, you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, and you are clean, pure, and holy. You are counted as holy along with Christ, as an heir with Christ. However, we are in the process of being sanctified. Sanctification is the action of being made holy. It is a process, an ongoing process, which means there are still things that I wrestle with. I still struggle with sin in my life, though sin no longer defines me. I am not a sinner. And that means, brother, you are not a sinner if you still sin. You are in the practice, pra- process of being, of being sanctified. You know, there's so much scripture which talks about um, having our minds renewed. Well, why would our minds need to be renewed if we've been made a new creation? Well, our spirit, our whole, our our uh, our soul has been made new. Yet our body is still the old body, and so that's why Paul talks about renewing your mind. We have to train our mind. Paul talks about uh, I can't remember the reference right now, but it says I beat my body and I make it my slave. I have to I have to train my body to stop sinning. That is the actions of sanctification. We can't do that without the Holy Spirit working through us. And the Holy Spirit begins to work through us when we've invited him in and we've given ourselves over to to Jesus. I think it's a great illustration of what does it look like to 
um, invite Jesus into your heart. Imagine there's a throne in your heart. Are you going to sit on your throne, on the throne of your heart, and make the decisions, or is God? It's very almost childish how simple it is, but it's very practical and very true and an amazing way to look at what it looks like to give yourself over to the Lord. So that is sanctification, that even if we sin, we have an advocate on our our behalf in heaven, that is Jesus. So dust yourself off, repent, and move on and continue to run after Jesus. I think I think that it's so beautiful to look at the atoning sacrifice of what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross and and recognize this is not just for things that we have done, but it is sufficient enough for things that we will do. That his power and his grace and his mercy and what he did on the cross is so powerful that regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you're in the act of doing, regardless of what you will do, his grace is sufficient for us that there, it is enough to cover you, that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God, and that his atonement, it is the atonement, it is sufficient in itself to bring you into relationship with the Father. You know, I, I, I there's so much pain and hurt in our world that sometimes it is so distorted, the relationship of father and son or, or father and daughter, that when we read in scripture and we hear the word father, we can't even picture the, the fullness of what this looks like, of what it means to be loved by a heavenly father, adored by our heavenly father, that you are the apple of their eye, that, that, that you, they, you just bring the Lord joy. Did you know, brother, that you bring the Lord joy? He loves to see you do good works. He loves to see you love your family. He loves to see you accomplish greatness because he has such plans for your life to expand his kingdom. And he loves to see you begin to live into why and what he has called you to do. And what a beautiful picture the immense amount of love that God has for us. That he loves you regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you will do. His atonement is big enough for all of it. His grace is sufficient for all of us. His love covers all. And that he has such big plans for you, brother. Today, I'm praying that God would continue to push you in ways that are even uncomfortable so that you can be more of the man that he has called you to be. That this stretching season, whatever you are walking through, that it would be stretching enough that you would grow, your spiritual muscles would grow, and that you'd begin to want more and more and more of him. God bless you, brother.